He said he was calling right back, so. Oh, haven't heard this song in a while. Welcome back <laughs> to the Gentlemen's. Jojo. To my left from Detroit, Michigan. Gary Cannon. Uh, and and our guest is also from Detroit, who we will get into momentarily. But to my right, from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, here he is, everybody, Steve Burr. And joining us yes. as a special guest from Australia, great comedian, Mr. Joel Osborne. He was a guest last week, but now, because of him... He is the reason we have our guest on our show today. And we are honored to have our guest on today. Yes. It's a, Off air, we all talked how much we appreciate him, we mm-hmm. love him, yep. and literally one of the first Comedy Central specials I saw on the air that I thought, this guy is awesome, he's a killer, and I love everything about him, and had the pleasure of working with him. Why don't you introduce him, because you have the biggest history here. Well, sure, sure. Well, uh, I was introduced to him via my dad, who saw him on TV in Australia, uh, when I was 12 years old, my dad thought it'd be a good idea to take me to see a, a comedian. And when I saw him, I was just blown away. And that, that was the, the amazing Jonathan. Jonathan, how are you, bud? Hey. Hey, with all the millions of dollars, I can't call long distance on my, my cell phone. <laughs> on my, my house phone. My wife thinks it's more important to, to go buy a $200 worth of pool toys but not to get me long distance service. You, 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 are, you are the amazing Jonathan and, and you have Boost Mobile as your <laughs> cell phone service? How is that possible? That should no, not I tried be. To call you on, I tried to call you on a landline and I can't call... I can't call any apparently anywhere but within the neighborhood. Jonathan, so, you are the only person I know that still has a landline. I don't even understand how that's possible. <laughs> that is amazing. Well, we cannot thank you enough for calling in, Jonathan. And and let's just get I the count. I still have AOL. <laughs> <laughs> he just got the, the CD at Walgreens. Let's just get this out of the way, and, and then we'll we'll move on to greener passion. But how are you doing? How how is your health? My health, um, I wouldn't wish it on anyone. Uh, it's, it's not good. It's, it, I was told that I had a year and a half to live, uh, which kind of takes you off the, the, takes you by surprise. And, and it's been two, a little over two years and two months now. So I'm just sitting around waiting and, uh, you know, basically and, and, and so live. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It, it's a heart condition. Is that correct? Yeah, it's a heart condition. And yeah, it's called cardiomyopathy, and uh, the left side of my heart is not beating at all. So oh, um, I can't, I, my stamina is not what it used to be. Uh, it's a flight of stairs takes me takes me down pretty much. But you know what? I'm just like sitting around here, and I'm thinking, well, what, what makes more sense to go out and have fun on the road and, and die on the road, or uh, sitting in my backyard? You know. Right. So I think it's more glamorous to go out the way, you know. Right, because your tour just, is starting up again. Yeah, I'm glad I've decided I'm going to try to see if I can do a show. So um, instead of doing it at some small club, I'm doing it at, at uh, Foxwoods Casino. So, but the word um, is that that show's already nearly sold out. They said like record yeah. sales in that, that short period of time. Yeah. Within the first day, they sold 300 tickets, and now it's probably they asked me. It's six months away from now. Oh wow! So, uh, yeah, so they're going to add a second show to it, and uh, and uh, then I'm going to the Wilbur Theater, which you probably done. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's uh, great. Is it, doesn't that make yeah. you feel great, Jonathan? Where you know here. 
that the shows aren't until next year, and now you find out that there's already all these tickets sold, you find out that they're adding a second show, like, that's got to just really make you feel awesome that it's like, hey, people really well, still want to see through. this. Look at Look what I had to go through to get that. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, Gary. It's not I think really it, worth it. Gary's having hard problems. I think now. <laughs> <laughs> now you you came out yeah, of Detroit, I'm, Michigan. Is that correct, Jonathan? Yeah, Detroit. Yeah. I got to yeah, tell I, you, I, I went, Joel and I were talking about this on the way over here. You're you're literally because after all the years of performing at the Comedy Magic Club and just being a comic and a road dog myself, like you're one of the few comedians that combines comedy and magic that if you took away the magic from a lot of these magicians they'd have no act but you are you are still just as great a comedian as you are a magician and i think there's that is so seldom seen these days and you literally carry both the weight of both of those in such an amazing fashion why do you feel like a, a lot of the magicians can't it's so tough for them to make the transition to do both really well they're they're not brilliant <laughs> Simple answer. Yeah. <laughs> we'll let you go on that. <laughs> Good luck at Foxwoods. <laughs> yeah. Now they just say that they don't have a they they don't have the right mindset. They really want to do magic, you know. And I really don't. Um, <laughs> I think that's what it is. Uh, they're just I don't know. I I I chose to hang out with comedians my whole career rather than magicians. Uh, in the last part of my career, I hung out with magicians, but for the most part, I was with comedians and you have to keep your own. You know that when you're sitting around with a, you know, you got a big group of comics there, you got to be better be funny or go back to the magic castle right? with your hippity hop rabbits or whatever. <laughs> you know? So I rather, no, I like to hang around. I can keep, I can keep up with the best of the comics, you know, it's just, and it's, seems to be wasted on magic. I don't know. Penn Teller have it right. I have it right. And then I, don't know, I can't think of Matt, maybe Matt King too. You know, I don't know, but I don't know any other comics that are doing magic that have broken that wall, you know? But you also took like the traditional magic into a totally different direction. Cause you've been described as the Freddy Krueger comedy and you took some really gory elements, but it, like your staff, your assistant in the head and stuff. It was like, I mean, I remember watching it on, on TV, like this guy's crazy. I'd never seen that. Cause I grew up with like Blackstone and, you know, just traditional kind of stuff. And then you took it to a whole nother level. And did you have a fascination with horror when you were younger or those kinds of films? No, no, no. You know what? When I was working, on the street someone gave me a blood capsule to use for my when i was doing the razor blades you know that trick where you put oh, razors yeah. in your mouth and you pull on. well they gave me a blood capsule and said try this and then the reaction was like oh my god it was like <laughs> night and day so I, I tried to make every trick a blood trick even right. if i was doing cut restored rope the rope would bleed it didn't matter i wanted everything to be bloody so uh, on the street, that's valuable. You know, they, they stick around and watch that. It's like a bad road accident. You have to slow down the look, you know. So that's how I got started with the blood. And then uh, I had to phase it back. And then when I started playing Vegas years and years later, I had to pretty much take it out for for good, you know, and kind of tame it down until I got my dem the demographic right. It is, it is crazy because Joel was telling us the story of how you guys met years and years ago. He was this kid who was first introduced to you. And then when he sees you years later, 
it, you you said, hey, I sent you. Joel had said I sent you some letters, and you're like, Joel, right? I mean, is that was that kind of crazy at the time to have a fan that had followed? I mean, this was back before the internet and back before you could track people down through Twitter. I mean, w- w- were you a little worried because he was this young kid and looked like a stalker and didn't you know what I mean? It, it seemed kind of odd. <laughs> No, I was attracted. I thought it was hot. <laughs> <laughs> we won't argue that. <laughs> this smooth Australian boy. No. You know, he was a little. He was a little. He used to just be in for. I come out of the hotel and him and his friend were there and they want me to sign something and. I thought it was cute, and then it got kind of creepy when I found out he had my driver's license. Because <laughs> <laughs> it is interesting he had for my driver's license. <laughs> he claims I lost it, and then but you, it was you hanging le- on his wall. With you left it. A bunch of other posters. Yeah, I left you, it. Right? You left it at my place. Your right. driver's license. Your driver's license yeah. and your boxers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't at your place, Joel. Remember? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Sorry. But it, it's just sorry. weird because you, you, for for you, Joel, to be such a fan. Yeah. from a young age and then years later fast forward and now you're his tour manager like how I mean that's just awesome I mean you I'll... yeah yeah well that was like when I was fresh out of school like Jonathan offered for me to yeah, move yeah, to I the sna- States I snagged, snagged him up when he was 18 yeah so I moved out here to the States and hit the road you know to hit the road traveling all over the country and you know, kind of seeing behind the curtain of, of show business Jonathan it's such a crazy yeah. dichotomy because you are you are a partier, you're a great comic, you're electric, and then you, you get paired up with the Clark Kent of Australia. I mean, he's just such a straight and narrow kind of guy. Yeah. Can you describe? Yeah, I never could. I never could get him to try heroin. <laughs> he was interested. Um, what is it like to go from, to go from you know traditional road? to being such a huge draw that the casinos invest in you and to kill it for like, I think more than a decade in Vegas, what is the transition like going from road in certain markets to just being a, a, a killer Vegas headliner? Well, Joel saw was with me when I did the real important transition, and that is when I got divorced from my uh, wife, um, we'll, we'll just call her bitch, um, <laughs> she... She kind of left me out of the blue, and, and I wasn't in the mood to do comedy anymore. Mm. I didn't want to do any comedy rooms. I didn't want to see it. Uh, and then when I got the Vegas offer, I said, okay, what the hell? And he pretty much saved my life going through that divorce because I was a wreck. Uh, I was a downward spiral, to put it mildly. I was really bad on drugs and uh <laughs> Joel, did you tell him the story about when I when I uh, made you think I was dead? Oh, the suicide! Oh, can we hear that? Oh my God! Oh, well, yeah, this sounds upbeat. That was pretty bad. Christ. Well, this, this, this. This, this was um this, this is when like the shit hit the fan in in, in L.A. when we got back from doing a, a run in Vegas okay. and, and Sandra, Jonathan's wife, had left and then there was his um, Sandra's parents um, were there and saw all this go down. They're all staying in a hotel in Marina in the Marina del Rey, uh, just down the road. I, I, yeah, I punched. I had punched a hole through my door uh, just because I was angry at what was going on. And Joel walked by that 
that, that and, hole and, in the door. And now Jonathan, 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 Jonathan always kept a gun that uh, Hunter S. Thompson gave him, a forty four Magnum, uh, under the bed. And I walk past and I look through the hole and I see Jonathan in the bed with the gun up, uh, up beside his head. And and in, it, when you when you see a thing like that, you think maybe it was a remote man. I'm like, Jonathan? And he quickly m- removed the gun and put it back under the sheets. Yeah. And, I, and I'm walking away back down to this hotel thing. Maybe it was a, a remote control that was silver that caught the light. I'm trying to think of all these excuses. I get back to the hotel and Sandra's just like white as a ghost. The 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 family, everyone's worried. Some some mutual friends of ours were over there, Brian, and 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 I'm like, what's going on? And Sandra says, I just got off the phone with Jonathan. And he said he's going to end it. And I said, well, this is what I saw in the the bedroom. What I think I saw. Everyone freaked out. I was out. talking about the line of speed. I oh. had. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to end so, it. So the um, so, so, so they then call the LA the the, the police, the LAPD, and say, you know, I. Team. I think wow. I think I think um, he's going to commit suicide. Is yeah. it? So so I'm I'm standing there thinking, hang on, Jonathan's back in bed with a 44 Magnum. I I I'm aware of what you know can happen in these situations with the LAPD. I thought I got to run back and warn Jonathan. So I bolt back to the house. I go upstairs. Jonathan's got this Nine Inch Nails music just pumping, just blaring. The door's locked. I'm banging on the door, screaming out to Jonathan. He can't hear me, and I'm thinking, well the Cops are going to turn up any minute. I got to get out of here. Sure. I bolt back downstairs. I run. Thinking outside. of only yourself. Well, yeah. <laughs> I run outside of the. Yeah, uh... thinking about yourself, Joe. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. I could be dead. I, you, might get, you might get in trouble with a cop. <laughs> I run outside the front door. The cops just just descend on the street out of nowhere. They come screaming around the corner. They all they see me running down the street outside the house. They all pull their guns on me and they're like, "On the ground! On the ground!" I got my hands up. I'm down on the ground, face first. <laughs> they come and surround. Like they got like pump action. And, 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 and rifle. I'm like, what the hell is this? They're surrounding me. Then Stella, the girl who worked on the front gate, runs out and she goes, that's not Jonathan, that's Joel. And so they stand me up. They're like, where's Jonathan? I said, he's back. He's in the house. But, and All I, right, I, so now here's where, here's, here's where I go. Here's what I see. I'm on my laptop. Right, and I see flashlights downstairs. Because they turned off all the lights the in the house. Oh, yeah, and so and so I'm, I'm what the hell is that? And I figured it out. Maybe they're maybe it's cops. So I put. The, the the gun under my pillow and just as I do the door comes straight down they not they kick the door in and there's four of them with shotguns pointed at me going you have drugs you have drugs you have a gun you have a gun and I say oh, no I just just did the drugs they're gone I don't have a gun and the first place they look is under my pillow and they find my gun oh. so, <laughs> oopsies so now 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 I, I hear one of them go. Weren't you on Comedy Central a couple weeks ago? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is thank your out. God, I'm but, saved. But, yeah. <laughs> I see Jonathan coming out in handcuffs uh, out the front door. I'm thinking, how is this gonna? How's he gonna handle this? Then There's I a magician. Hear all, He's gonna get himself out. Yeah. Well, I hear all the cops start laughing, going and going. Yeah, I saw you on Comedy Central, and you, you're amazing. He's like, uh, yeah. If I was that amazing, I could get out of these cuffs, right? <laughs> they're all laughing. It's all yeah. So then the guys come out with the the 44 Magnum, and they're trying to find the the serial number on the gun. I'm mm-hmm. thinking it's probably on the there butt of the gun. There isn't one. <laughs> so Mr. Thompson makes sure there's no serial numbers on the gun. <laughs> so, so, they, so then the sergeant comes out and says, listen, we've spoken with Jonathan. He seems fine. Um, we're just going to just leave him be for the night, come back, check in on, in the morning. Yeah. Next morning, I, come, I turn up at the house. I knock on the front door. Jonathan, Jonathan. There's no answer. I walk in. I go upstairs and the door's... Wait a minute, wait a minute. I, yeah. wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I had taken stage blood... No, 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 no. The, yeah, but I hadn't seen this yet. I get up to the, I get up, I get up to the door, and the door's like propped back up, and I'm like, Jonathan, Jonathan, uh, 
and and he's not there. So I remove the door, and then I look at the bed, and there's just blood everywhere, all over the sheets, yeah, all over the pillow, up the back wall. <laughs> and, and and I and I'm I'm like in a state of shock, but I see that there's a little note on the pillow. So I walk over to that, and it's all bloodstained. I pick it up and read it, and it says, Dear Joel, I could no longer stand listening to your shitty Billy Joel music. I hope you're happy. <laughs> oh, my God. And then Jonathan comes rolling out of the ensuite, just pissing himself laughing in hysterics. <laughs> I'm in like a state of shock, not knowing what the hell's going on. Yeah. So this becomes then Jonathan's favorite story to tell everyone. So we're on radio interviews. They're like, who's this kid? And he goes, oh, Joel, let me tell you about him. And he's no, telling that's not my favorite radio story. <laughs> Listen to this. Joel's mom came oh, out to visit no. Steve, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, she starts telling Joel stories, and, and they're Christ. so tragic that they're 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 so funny at the same time, but they're tragic. I was dying laughing, and, and I'm, Joel's like, "Mom, shut up! Yeah. I don't want that story told." And she's going, "Oh, the divorce was very hard on Joel, and it took his toll." But he used to be a beautiful artist. He used to draw. Now after the divorce. All he can draw stick figures when he was little. And I, I just busted up. That's so tragic and funny. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm oh like, Mom, God. what are you doing? Why are you telling Jonathan of all people this? And he's like, more, more. Tell me, me more. Another one. Give me another one. So she says, okay, here's another one. He was sitting in Santa Claus's lap, and I could overhear I'm like, I'm like five years old, four and years and, old. Yeah. And he, he says, Santa Claus was... He says, just, just give me my dad. I want my dad to come back. That's all I want for Christmas. <laughs> oh, man. And Jonathan's just laughing. He's like, more, more. And mom just keeps on telling all these stories. I'm like, why are you telling me? Well, what are you doing? And the best one, the best one of all is that everybody in Joel's class was asked, if you're special, put up your hands. And all the little kids put their hands up except for Joel. And little Joel. <laughs> and he says, Joel, why aren't you special? If I was special, my dad would come back. Oh, my, oh my God. God. Jeez. <laughs> so, so, so any opportunity he's, that Jonathan... He's laughing, too, Joel. Yeah. He's laughing, too. It's just funny. I'm sorry. Joel, you are special. So are you, you, you think you're special. You can't draw anything with stick figures. Who cares? <laughs> you know what's so crazy? When Steve and I go on the road together... Like, our little tricks with each other is I'll steal his sunglasses or he'll hide something from me. Uh, I, I didn't realize that your tricks on one another were staging oh. death scenes. No, I mean, no, like, no, no not on one like, another, oh, just yeah, Jonathan's yeah. tricks on me. Yeah. I, I guess. I, 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 I got nothing. <laughs> but then Jonathan would, like, he, he would make bets with me, like, you know, uh, 150 bucks here, 200 bucks there, just to do, like, like we were in, was it Pittsburgh that we are in? Or Philadelphia, where oh, you that, said walk up, the, oh, yeah, we walk up the alleyway, this there, dirty alleyway between two a, buildings. Oh, it was, it was narrow, too. It was yeah. only about, you had to almost turn like sideways and walk down this this alley. <laughs> and it, it was, was like, there were like needles down there and mattresses down. It was yeah. like, <laughs> it was, it was hor- and I had to go all the way down the end and touch it and then come back all the way up. And, and yeah, just stupid, there like, could have been, there could have been bums with hypodermic needles yeah. waiting for you. And we'd be driving like down La Brea and he would see some raggedy ass bloody um, sleeping bag sleeping just bag. lying on the side of the road. How great it would it be if you walked down that alley and your father was there and he's like, Joel, you finally found me. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. <laughs> hey, Jonathan. I'm proud of you. Joel was telling me about your Letterman appearance. Could you tell us about that? Because I think that's a fascinating story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've made a bet with a DJ. I don't know if you know Kevin Matthews in uh, Grand Rapids, moved to Chicago and did the loop. Do you remember Kevin Matthews? Yeah, I know the loop. Yeah. Pretty big DJ. Yeah, pretty big DJ. Well, he was a friend of mine, and he made me a bet. 
I wouldn't flip him off some at some point during the Letterman set. It's like a hundred dollar <laughs> bet. So I did the set, and at the very end, Letterman called me over to sit down, and I scratched my middle nose, my middle nose, <laughs> my, my middle finger on my nose, and just thought, well, it's not going to be too conspicuous, but it really looked bad on the camera. That you could see what I was doing. And Robert Morton, the producer, thought I was doing it to him. Uh, so he banned me from the show for 10 years. Oh, jeez. Uh, till he got... Till, until he got fired and there was a new producer and then they saw my Comedy Central special, they asked me to come back on the show and I didn't know if they would ever remember the, the flip-off incident, but as soon as I walk out, you can see me laughing and that's because Letterman stood up and flipped me off. <laughs> oh my off God. Camera. <laughs> he stood up and just gave me two fingers and I started laughing. <laughs> and, then, and then I did the set and it killed. I did a great set on, on and. I was in my dressing room afterwards, and the producer comes and says, uh, listen, Dave uh, wants you to do another set. He won't air the one you just did. And I went, what? I killed him. And it's like, well, he don't like to stab in the girl in the head with the scissors. And uh, so I had to go back out with no material. But, you know, I'm a prop comic. I had no, no extra props. I had to go back out and, and just put stuff together real fast. They held the same audience, and I did it in front of the same audience, and it was tragic. So, <laughs> oh, uh, no. But they cut, they spliced yeah, it together, so, so there was the first half and the second half. Well, you had your hair tied yeah. back in the first half, and then suddenly your hair's all out. In the second half. Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> my hair go back. And then the, the security guard, when I was done, said, Dave wants to see you upstairs, and he never wants to see anybody. And I'm like, oh, great. I'm in trouble. <laughs> Again. So I, 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 they take me upstairs, and Dave's up there, and he said, nobody's a bigger fan of yours than I am. And after after he said that, he could have said anything, you know. Wow. Uh, but he said, I have a real strong position against violence towards women and blah, blah, blah. And I said, Dave, it's called slapstick, you know. You're setting a precedent here that's pretty dangerous. If, I did, if it was a guy, you would have allowed it. And, and, you know, it's just a joke. It's a gag, you know. But then he ended up coming to you. To your, to your show to see yeah, you recently, told, oh, a few yeah, years back. He told me that it was his show and his decision, so I said, fine. But then he showed up at my show and uh, at Foxwood Casino. He snuck in and, and watched the whole show. And, oh, wow. Uh, he is a fan. It turns out he was a big fan, so... That's amazing. That, uh, and that's great that you stood your ground, too, because I think a lot of comics would have cowered and yep. whimpered and said, okay, yeah, it, it is what it is. But I, I, I think that's awesome that you stood your ground. And I think that's what that's that that came that always that kind of attitude always came through in your comedy, too, because you mm. were like you're like a rock star of comics as well mm. as a magician, like and very few guys kind of have that charismatic energy at least that i've seen sure sure and, and, and yeah and I, I would always see the respect on the road like from the other comics that jonathan would get like you know like even even george carlin when he came down to see see your show jonathan remember he 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 had that glowing voicemail message that he left you afterwards yeah, just critique. carlin was carlin was ecstatic at you know he just left me a 20 minute message i still have it uh, um telling me how good the show was and how, how much I deserve to get whatever I want and just going on and on and on. After you get a call like that, man, there's no critic or anyone who can tell you that your show isn't good because, you know, the king likes yeah. the show, you know. What, what are some of your not, favorite memories from working Vegas? I mean, if you had to pick out some of your top favorites, what do you remember most? Oh, man. Um, the Gold Nugget 
the, the, the time, the two years Joel and I did the, the Gold Nugget, Steve, was so cool. I mean, we were killing it, you know. And, and when you're killing it in Vegas, they give you anything you want. So we had signing privileges. We could eat anything we wanted. We had access to any part of the hotel we wanted. We had a big, I had a big suite with double, de- you know, double winding staircase and full bar. It's just, I mean, I lived like a king for two years, you know, and uh, that was the best time of all. And then uh, the time, they just kept firing everybody else that was working there. Like Tony Orlando came in, they treated him like shit. David Brenner came in, they treated, they treated him like shit. I had to watch all that, you know, but, uh, but we were killing it. So, mm. You know, if you're doing good in Vegas, there's no other place you want to work. But that's a testament to your to your show as well. I mean, because your show was, I mean, it. it I, I went a few times because yeah, obviously Joel, you invited me, yeah. And it, and you had all walks of life in there, all demographics, and I think that's what made you such a draw because it was so, it was so appealing. It, it wasn't like anything I'd ever seen before <laughs> either. You, no, you know? it, was, it wasn't like anything I had ever seen either. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Because that... I, I tell you what. I made I made enough money in those two years to live on for, for the rest of my life. Wow! And I'm glad I saved it. I saved all of it, and because I haven't worked in three years, so when, this is going to be something to go out and make money again. Mm. I've been watching them, my bank account from the Nugget just you know decline. So uh, I, I'm not worried about it because I, I have enough to live the rest of my life. Because my rest of my life is probably going to be about a, a year and a half tops. Right. So. That's the decision you got to make when you when you, do you spend all your money when you get that news, or do you count on the doctors being wrong and keep your money in the bank? Hmm. It's a real hard decision to make. Well, they've been wrong so yeah, far. Yeah, I was going to say you've proven them wrong because they said a year and now it's two and a half in, and so you know you've really kind of yeah, proven but I've to spent them. Spent all my money. <laughs> <laughs> no. But but I don't know if you realize, Jonathan, that that the first um, time that Steve was out on on the road was uh, um, was when he worked with us at Charlie Goodnights. He worked the week before with Brian Regan, who they interviewed last week, and then this week. Yeah, yeah, then... I listened. I listened to that. I listened to that interview um, this morning. Your interview with uh, with Regan. With Brian. Um, I have to yeah. ask you. Joel told me something interesting. You got to perform for President Reagan. Is that right? Oh yeah, man. I got I got a call from the Secret Service. And they said, um, "How would you like to do a show for the president?" And I hung up on them because I got, I got friends that do that every other day, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so they, my agent called back and, and said, "You know, that was real. That that really was a secret service. They're going to be calling you right back. Don't hang up on this time." So they called me back and they got my social security number, ran, ran a background check to see if I had any prior uh, crimes or anything, and I didn't. I had a clean record. So they told me be in the corner of 58th and Broadway at six in the morning. A van will be there to pick you up. They wouldn't tell me where the location was. They wouldn't tell me anything. So I went, and they wouldn't pay for my airfare either. So I went there and on my own dime, and there was Yakov Smirnoff and Seinfeld standing on the same corner. We, oh my God! We, we pile in a van. We pile into a van, and they drive us down this this underground tunnel and we come up at Governor's Island, you know, in New York and, yeah. and, and right by the Statue of Liberty because it was a Statue of Liberty ceremony. It was the birthday of the Statue of Liberty, Bicentennial. And um, so we were taken to this, this tent 
total weight, and uh, we went out and did the show. Reagan was in the, came down in a helicopter, and he landed, and I was, I made the decision to take a hit of ecstasy, which was probably not the coolest thing. <laughs> well, I'm sure the van ride made so, you a little nervous. Yeah. <laughs> you got to do what you do. So, yeah, me, me and my cousin, me and my cousin, who's about 300 pounds, I took him with me. We dropped a hit of ecstasy and we started getting up. And, and that's not what you want to take when the Secret Service is there. <laughs> Everybody looks like, everyone looks like Secret Service to you when you're doing that. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> my cousin was testing my prop gun like an idiot and shot my, my blank gun off backstage uh and oh. they they appeared out of nowhere they tackled this fat ass down on, on the ground <laughs> and, and they, they were they just like appeared out of nowhere put their knee on the back of his head and, and got the gun away from him and then uh gave us the lecture and then um i went on and did a show i mean was, you couldn't even see the president he was way far away from me for good reasons i'm sure <laughs> That's amazing. You got to perform for a president, though, and then with Yako Smirnoff and they're all sitting the at the corner waiting France for the van. Yeah, the president of France was there, too. So, uh, president. Well, John, I, I do have to ask as we near the finish line here, I want to ask you you know, with getting the, the news you get about your health, I, I do want to ask you, maybe in closing, what is your proudest achievement? you can look back on and then what is maybe your biggest regret you've had in your career so so the biggest high and maybe maybe the biggest regret i guess uh the biggest regret man um agreeing to do this probably, show <laughs> no, no, the low no. light no no this show uh, this is probably the high this is the high <laughs> the low well, uh, we have to be one. I probably the worst mistake I ever made was uh, when I killed that little girl. Um, are you talking? Are you talking during the show? Or <laughs> are we on? <laughs> are you wired? <laughs> no, I would say um, leaving the golden nugget was a, was was a, a pretty bad decision. Yeah. Uh, yeah, leaving the nugget. I should I should have stayed there and just kept on going, but I, I thought, well, I'll go on the strip now. I'll, I'll get out of downtown and go on the strip and make more money, and uh, that was kind of the the next nine years were kind of like every other, every other year was declining in business, you know, and we could have kept that the nugget and made made good money. But you know what? I I, I don't have a lot of regrets. I, I don't think I would change anything except for maybe that. Um, I've had a charm life, man. You know, I've done it all. I've, I've had a blast, and I wouldn't change a thing. And even that's why I can go to my grave, you know, going la di da because I've done everything. I felt like I've done everything there is to do, and uh, there's not much left to do for me. Uh, as I found out three years in, re in retirement that I didn't have all, all these grand plans that, that didn't come to pass, you know, it's just like, it's hard to get projects going when you're know you're going to die, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, here's the so, thing. I mean, you, uh, you, the good news is you've proven the doctor's wrong so far. So let's hope and pray that you keep doing yeah. that mm -hmm. and that you're around for a long time and that we get to see you again at some point on your next tour, which would be awesome, which Joel will be a part of. Yeah, that'd be great. That will be fantastic. We're really, really happy that uh, that we can come see you next year. 
Yeah, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a couple dates and see if I can do it. It's not gonna be a tour, but I can I certainly have enough stamina to stand on my feet for uh, for a show, you know. Uh, but it's not gonna be like like it was when I I watched tapes of when I was a kid, and it's like, geez, was I on drugs? When I was moving so fast, and the answer was yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jonathan, we also do have Tom Rhodes. He he came by. He's going to join us for something, and he wanted to come on. And just walked in. Hey, Jonathan, I love you very much, man. I'm glad hey. you're doing strong. Tom, how you doing, buddy? Great, man. I'm glad you're doing strong. Yeah, yeah, I'm still here. So, uh, hallelujah. Yeah, that's another thing. I'm, I'm, how how do I explain it if I live another year and a half to everybody that thought I was going to die, man? It's kind of like I've been at my own funeral. Well, at least you didn't do an HBO special promising to die. <laughs> oh, look at that. Tom. That a Holy fuck, Tom. Jesus. <laughs> who, who did that? Did uh, somebody do that? Yeah, it was some guy, uh, Moses Quincy Jones. He had <laughs> cancer, and they he got did an HBO special. Everybody thought he was going to die. Yeah. You remember? You know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Okay, don't act surprised. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. You is know he, what? Is he I cured? would take an HBO special, though. <laughs> now's the I best time to get a... another year just to take that special. Uh, Jonathan, now's the best time to get a Kickstarter going. Just say that you have X amount of time, and then you get all this money, and then keep going. Oh, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> no, Steve's no, done it. Do... <laughs> I, I feel guilty going and doing another date, man. I feel guilty going on the road again for, for this date. But no, just, well, you already sold a bunch of tickets. Of... Uh, Jonathan's yeah, a living no, legend. You should do as many specials as you can, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Hey, how, uh, does, uh, does... You, you, you guys would still be jealous if I got a special. <laughs> 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 even though I'm fucking, even though I'm dying, you guys would still go, God damn, son of a bitch got a special. Does does it change, when you know what's ahead of you, how does that affect or change your performance? Uh, no, no, I haven't performed since I've heard it. It's oh. been three years since I've done a show. Do you remember your last performance? Then did you when you when you did that last performance? Did you know the prognosis, or were you just performing and then you got the news? No, I, I just I just got it, and, uh, and then I decided to quit doing it. And um, I think that uh, if I would have kept doing it, I probably would have been. I needed to sit back and relax for a while, you know. Right, right, of course. Just, uh, but not this long, for God's sake. I thought I was going to be gone a year ago. So, if I'm not, if I'm not going to die, then I'm going back on the road, you know. <laughs> did oh. you sell everything in your airplane hangar? You had like fifty yeah, cars and I pinball did. machines, I right? Sold everything. Basically, I sold everything I owned, like an idiot. I'm sure I should sue the doctors. What I should do. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jonathan, we cannot thank you enough for taking the time. And also, just gracing us the last, yeah. I mean, God knows how many years with your talent, and I always enjoyed the hell out of your show when I came through Vegas those years, yeah. and I got to come many times and hang out with Joel and see you at the Nugget, just shred it and kill it. And your Comedy Central special still one of my favorites. I remember being a young comic and being exposed to that and just thinking, that's a rock and roll star. So I thank you so much for taking the time. Thanks, keep killing man. it. And we hope you keep kicking around Absolutely. for us because we'd love to see you again. Anybody else want some parting words here with Jonathan? Love you, Jonathan. Yep. See you soon, brother. Oh, I love you, Tommy. I love you too, Jonathan. All right, Joel. See you, buddy. Joel? Yeah, yeah. Joel, I, I love you, but don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cut that part out. <laughs> All right, we love you, Jonathan. Thank you, Jonathan. See ya. That was awesome. Awesome. 
The amazing Jonathan. He will be performing, I think he said, in a few months. Yeah. Foxwoods uh, Casino? Yep. Yeah, Connecticut. In Connecticut. Yeah. Um, uh, if you are listening to this, Tom Rhodes jumped in. He is here. He's going to be on our next one. So we're going to get ready to interview him. But uh, for the Gentleman's Dojo. Yes. Where can they find you? Canon Comedy. That's so There ridiculous. you go. That's so ridiculous. <laughs> uh, Joel, where can they find you? Uh, Joel Osborne. O-Z-B-O-R-N. Boom. Steve Byrne live. All things comedy. Thank you all so much for listening. That is the amazing Jonathan. Reach out to him. Let him know we, you love him. We all love him. <laughs>